if I wanted to sign a guy like you, okay, and during that time while you were talking to Daily Wire, yeah, and we sat down. And I was one of the guys on the table. Where would I win to be able to attract a player like you? Uh, I can tell you one thing. There would have to be at least 1% upside. <laughs> that's it? Just at least 1%. One, I mean, that's just where you at, at If the least. sticking point is 0%, it's like about 50% past a certain point of net profit. It's like no. 0%, right? When you're talking about 0% upside, 0% upside, 0% upside. Got it. If you started with 1%, you'd be ahead of the game. So, okay, so, that's huh. so what you're saying is, hey... I come in, I light this up. I don't want you to guarantee me 12 and a half year, two years, and another, you know, up to six years, yeah. whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to just tell me if I light it up, I can make 20, I can make 30, yeah. I can make 40. That's what I'm, that's your biggest thing. If you could do that, yeah. That's just, you know, it's a page. starting point. It's at least one, it's, it is a sticking point. Yeah. And the big thing is, if huh. you also didn't say, by yeah. the way, you have to start changing your show so you're monetized right. on YouTube. Yeah. I don't that think that would be the issue. You, you know what if you're If you buying, didn't do that, you would you know? be ahead so. yeah, but of if I'm, if most I'm, of the game. If I'm signing a guy like you up, uh, uh, you're doing Rumble and you're doing YouTube, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And you're every you're not really active on – you are active on Rumble and you're very active on YouTube, you know, what you built over the years. The goal would be to develop an OTT monthly subscribership that's going to build value – and the more dollars you brought there, the math is so easy to structure for a guy like you. you. Why would that be so complicated? Do, do you understand what I'm asking you? Like, I, I, no, I, I realize. If, if, I, if, I if, I if I set it up hey, right Patrick, now. Patrick, I do realize. <laughs> you are the one on the he said on the table, by the way. He didn't say at the table. Turn off the lights. <laughs> I do not consent. He's so. howling in the moonlight like a siren. <laughs> I'm drawn to him like Yogi Bear. <laughs> No, but I mean, so that's that's what you would think, right? And so seeing these offers come in and, and literally, and I'm not going to tell you about specifics, but three, four offers come in and boom, 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 cookie cutter, cookie cutter. And I'm like, do you have you even seen the show? Like we're not some startup company coming out where we're going to do five live reads. I'm sorry. If that's your thing, that's fine. That's just not us. It's just not, that's not what we do. I, I, don't, I don't even So why think. would you try to make us fit in that box? If yeah. you didn't say we're going to, you know, 110% penalties on behalf of YouTube, on behalf of Facebook, on behalf of uh, Spotify, and on behalf Apple, of iTunes yeah. and Apple, all this. Yeah. If, uh, sorry, that's right. It's not iTunes anymore. I just showed how old I am. Remember back when it Jeez. used to be iTunes? iTunes. Yeah. No, back it's like Apple day, Music. Yeah. All right. Apple. Um, that and any percentage of upside, especially if, let's say, you had access to the numbers of, of uh, you know, mug club subscribers, and you knew you'd be making far more than your initial offer anyway. You'd be way ahead of the game. But that that was a complete sticking, yes. and not just just to be clear. Yeah, I, it's it's never been about Daily Wire. It really is about the industry and how it operates. And yeah. I know what these term sheets. I know what contracts should look like because I've been on the well, secular yeah. side of it for two since I was twelve years old. I mean, I was having to be tutored on set. Yeah, but but if, okay. So let's go a little bit deeper with that. So if that was the case, and I said. Look, I don't care if you get a strike. I don't care if you do this. I don't care if you get any. I don't care if you get demonetized on YouTube. Yeah, that's a part of the revenue that's coming in. If you're bringing XYZ amount of subscribers to OTT, that's what's going to be the measuring of your success. Mm -hmm. You drive the hell out of this, five million bucks for every XYZ amount of subscribers you bring in. Hey, Pat, I got this many active. Cut them a check for another five million. Yeah. Cut so every time it's like million, 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 million. Hey, we did this one. Two second year, you made twenty. 
made 22 million this year. Great. I hope you make 40 next year. Yeah. There is a way to structure the math to yeah. do that. I don't think that's like uh Well, not to be advertiser dependent too. Like there's some role that advertisers play. We love the partnerships that we have. Yeah. We're very, very picky about it. We don't just do ads the same way people do. We yeah. actually do these really funny commercials that get tons of plays on right. clip channels on YouTube. But it basically makes it and Elon even said this. He's like, You gotta go away from the advertiser model. When he's talking about Twitter. Yeah, exactly. They play a role, but you can't depend on them I because agree. then they dictate the it's game. Like a diversified and I love portfolio. The fact that he's doing that. Because yeah, you know the whole seven hundred and fifty million dollars, one of them and dropped. I was like, what are we going to yeah. do with this if we lose this? Well, if you do, you kind of have to answer to them. The other day I was watching Fox and I saw an ad on Fox. It was, was it an G. HIV. Gordon Liddy? No, no, it was an oh, HIV. Gee. It was a... <laughs> Self-lubricated catheter? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm Bill Devane. Some yeah. of the ads I saw, I'm like, interesting. You're now okay with this ad and you're yeah. doing that. You did the show with trans like nine months ago. I don't yeah. know if you remember. Yes, like, I so, do. Okay. But if you go to OTT model to drive and the multiple there is based on how many paid subscribers and your job is to create constant creative content shows to say you're only going to get this on the OTT yeah. and that's how you get compensated. Well, for, so for example, like some of the people who we're talking with right now, like like some of them, we know they're not going to be generating a bunch of paying subscribers, right? And they also don't necessarily generate like YouTube revenue. Some of these people have, you know, history of background like really large, you know, main network shows where they've been a part of comedy shows, or they sure. have these comedy specials. Yeah. And so when we bring them in. We say, okay, what is it that you want to do? What is it you bring to the table? And then you find that intersect and you see where you can work together. We know not everyone is going to have the paying subscribership that we have, but here's the thing. We've always focused on trying to add value. That's why we've reduced the price by $10, which people would say is absolutely crazy, while adding content because we've made the numbers work from our end. We want our viewers, and particularly the people who we know felt like they were left out in the cold, who paid and like, well, I signed up here, and you're leaving after four months. They're going to get a bunch of time free. True North is the audience, what they want and how you serve them. And when you start with that, you will then look at the people who you are working with, talent or produce, and say, how do you serve the audience? Not how do you serve a corporate overlord? Not that there's anything wrong with corporations. Not how do you serve these people on the second floor who you, but how do you serve the audience? And the beauty with the audience is it's more than half of America. It's more than half of the United States of America. And that is not reflected. When we talk about these numbers, look, that's not two, that's not three million. Certainly not at, you know, 45 seconds to a minute and a half a pop. That is, these people are basically, they're out there and there's nothing for them. Yeah. And I was one of those guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, the way you're, you're describing it when I so so. Uh, Fox is Republican. I'm more conservative. Okay. Daily Wire is this. And, you know, those guys are this or those guys are this. The way I'm seeing it is, you know, uh, on the conservative side, Republican side, it's like, Different denominations of Christianity. You got Presbyterian, Seven Day, LDS, Catholic. You know, pick them, right? Whatever yeah. you may be, you're pretty much following the same commandments. You may be off ninety percent. Your prophet is a different person. You, you know, your your NIV is the Bible you follow. You follow Book of Moroni or you follow this. But the structure of what you believe in, more or less, is the same. The challenge then becomes. If there's a massive infighting and uh, where you are fighting for the same cause, but it's going up against each other, that could be problematic because then the the cause of wanting to inject or you know sell the values and principles that you believe in now it's kind of confused because daily wire. What do we have? Are these guys supposed to be enemies? Yeah. Are those guys supposed to be enemies? So that's the only challenge where some viewers will have. But to say, I no, do, I understand that. By the way, I do believe you bring an audience to daily wire that they don't have. I do believe that. I do believe that Jordan Peterson brings an audience that they don't have. I do believe Prager brings a different audience that they may not have. I sure. do believe Candace brings a different audience. And definitely Shapiro is the, the guy that brings a different audience. So it's not like 
the people that already listen to Daily Wire, all of them subscribe to you. There's no. a different audience they're going to get from a There's a huge different audience. Yeah. And well, I think it's also important to note, like, this is the first time there's ever been, from me, any kind of infighting. People have asked about, we don't even talk about the numbers on our show. I don't talk about it because I, I just feel dirty. I want the content to speak for itself. It's very, very rare. There are a lot of things that have happened behind the scenes for years that we just don't talk about in dealing with this industry. It is the one and sole time, and that's because you have, and I know Joe was about to jump in, you have state borders and you have national borders. So, for example, when you talk about Christianity, uh, yeah, there are state borders. That's maybe you're Presbyterian or maybe you're Methodist. But then you do have national borders, right? And that's where you would say you have Catholic and you have Protestant. That would be considered, mm -hmm. and sure, we share a lot of the same values. But certainly, let's just go on the Protestant side. If you get into that territory where you say, okay, yeah, I'm a Protestant, I'm a Bible-believing, you know, I'm a born-again Christian, but I don't believe hell exists, that's a national border. We no longer share the same faith because Jesus came to save us from the fires of hell. Now you are in a different religion. Sure. And so if our yeah. entire reason for being, at least us, is to fight big tech and fight this Leviathan that we have seen for so long, you know, where we have talked about always, right? It's been flipping the bird yeah. to the mainstream, not just media, but entertainment industrial complex and big tech. Well, we can't compromise that because now we're beyond national borders and everyone else also would espouse those same values and people think they're fighting. For, you have a sponsorship to do. Is no, no, I don't. I okay, don't. Jail was about to <laughs> say something. Well, yeah. no, instead of looking at it as infighting, because you're right, the church a lot of times can be its own worst enemy. Look at it as hopefully ironing sharp, iron sharpening iron, right? So we're trying to sharpen the movement and push it forward in the right direction. And we never picked a fight with Daily Wire. And we haven't talked about this when we have a massive platform to be able to you, do you, so for a minute, while. It wasn't, did, a pick, wasn't picking a fight. You we picked were, a fight, though. But did, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, you did well, kind of pick a fight, Sort of, though. right? So think about what we did in that first video. Yeah. We said these are the terms in the industry, and these this just cannot work this way. Right. We're going to go and do something different. Yeah. That's it. That's what we did. Now, if people are going to suppose, okay, this, this is the Daily Wire, and we didn't come out with personal attacks or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not saying that they did. I'm just saying that yeah. wasn't like infighting. That's not me saying, like, I'm a Protestant, you're a Catholic, and you guys are completely off base. I can't believe it. You can't go have fellowship with these guys because they believe if you don't do the sacraments that you're right. not saved. How can you possibly believe that? That's not what happened, right? Yeah. Our goal was to say, hey, for us to survive, for this thing to be real and not just talking into a camera and hopefully making some money – we have to do better. We have to do better as a movement. Otherwise, we will go away. Yeah. Eventually, it will just end. Look, you guys have a choice. People out there have a choice, right? You have a choice. You, you, do you want a movement that includes people who are not beholden to big tech, who do not punish their creators on behalf of big tech, who do not say you have to be monetized? By the way, we will have content creators who are monetized on YouTube. That's the thing. Some people have come to us and said, well, we want to. I go, great. Do it how you want to do it. But we have some people who come in and say, I really want to be less dependent on YouTube. And that gets me more excited. Yeah. Do you want a movement that exclusively is beholden to cocktail parties with big tech or also allow some room for some rebels with a cause, flipping the bird, being a little bit rough around the edges? Yeah. Do you want all of these things? It depends what the vision is, though, right? Yeah. If, the, if the vision, like my uh, division... I'm not talking about a company, though. At that point, I'm talking about a movement at that point. Totally get it. Yeah. But again, individually, you have a vision. Collectively, we have a vision, right? My vision individually may be different than the vision of the company. Those are two different things. Let me As a talent, mm -hmm. forget about me being a company guy. Assuming I was just a YouTuber. I have a vision with what I want to do with the show, right? The, the, the vision for me, the problem is to talk to people who disagree with me, not to talk to people who agree with me. Right. That's mine. So for me, if the vision is to convert and persuade, 
I mean, you you know, Cost of Discipleship is the first book you read when you become a gay. We're going to do Christian 101. Okay. Did you say when you become a gay? No, Christian. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you read the first book, which is Cost of Discipleship, yeah. and you read Mere Christianity. Sure. Okay, so those are two of the books you read. And one of the the whole reason why we're doing this PBD is to go out there and you know disciple. Yeah. Okay. So if if our job is to do that and it's door knocking and it's talking to them, we kind of got to be places where. People who disagree with us are. So, for example. I completely agree. Yeah. So if you go only on Rumble, like Chris is, a, we had Chris at the house. You and I were with him till I don't know what. By the way, the conversation we had with Chris, I said, Chris, make a public offer to Ray, to Joe Rogan. Rogan. That's right. the whole time when he, yeah. people were worried yeah. about Spotify being, I said, make a public offer. The next day he made a public offer. It was Talking a great move from the end. Of, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. but what I'm saying is. I said, I said, if you're gonna really do what you're, if your vision is to sell the company and be a billionaire, great. You got a niche. Go get all the conservatives and do what you want to do. But if your vision is to truly make an impact and persuade and convert, you got to mix it up. Yeah. You got you got to take a different approach. So. That's why I think YouTube is a place where somebody – think about how many people no, watch you. No, I you. agree, but I think – here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing because this is what's also like, where would you be without YouTube? Yeah. Look, I was there before uh, anyone at Daily Wire or Blaze or Fox – when I was at Fox News, I would upload – I might be at this point had 100,000 subscribers, maybe, maybe 80,000 subscribers. And I remember saying like, hey, can I upload some of my hits? Like I would appear on Red Eye or Hannity or you know, uh, Janine. I said, can I upload these to my YouTube channel? Because, you know, my people on YouTube, there's no way to reach them. It's not like social media back then. They didn't yeah. have community posts. Yeah. I would say, so the only way I can reach them is if I let them know through a YouTube video. I said, sure. Then legal took them down because they said, we think this YouTube yeah. thing is a fad. So no one understands that better <laughs> than I do in reaching new people. And I would never willingly just go, let's say, to Rumble or a right-wing echo chamber. But this is something that we have designed from the ground up where we've said, look, the free content is available. We will reach as many people as humanly possible. Uh, provided we do not have to forbid ourselves from speaking the truth. And we're able to do that without being beholden financially. This is the model. This is why we've been so fortunate. We're not beholden financially to big tech because of Mug Club, because of subscribers. So if we are ever taken off of YouTube, yeah. it's because they decide that we have to go, not that's because fine. we decide. Yeah. No, no, but, that, but that's yeah. fine. That's, a, that, that's all good. They're, and by the way, you know, for, for people that are watching this, one of the all-time most famous memes is you. If you want to pull up, oh, the yeah. meme, if you just type in <laughs> Steven Crowder meme, I think that's used where? Everywhere. Everybody uses that meme, and they probably don't even know what this means. This meme is literally used by to people from the mind. left, right, middle. It doesn't matter. It says yeah. to change my mind, right? So that's the part. That's, right, yeah. that's can, can I ask your producer to bring up my favorite one? Tell me. Oh, boy. Okay, what? type in uh, change my mind meme. Uh, I think it's uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh, oh God, this is me. hilarious. Have you seen it? No, I I, I think I know. Where, I, I just have an idea. Because it's so basically, doing. just let me set it up for people. It's the meme is, uh, is it there? Is it, is the it top? top left? Top left. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I knew that was going to go. I awesome. give it away. <laughs> Someone oh, did that. And God. I was peeing myself oh. laughing. Oh, my God. But, but again, <laughs> so, so to me, to me, this oh. takes guts. Like when you were saying, I get nervous. A lot of people would be scared shitless sitting yeah. there going to universities that you go. You got you got a lot of audacity. You got a lot of uh, courage. You're very necessary. Try doing it on 6th Street at, at uh, South by Southwest. It's not just on awesome. universities. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. To, to do that, that's the ultimate in this world to face that. So oh. kudos to you for doing that. Anyways, uh, look, I, I ask you a lot of uh, different questions. I appreciate you for being a sport and taking it. You know, some of the stuff was probably, you know. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just so people know, you guys had no clue what we were going to ask you. No. We I didn't know you were starting in. live. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was looking at that sign. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have yeah. a, hey, hey. Oh, Pat, it says Pat live on air. Oh, you're very nice. To, to, that live the yeah, 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 that's a total What's up? Hey, that's why, he, that's why he's rich because he saves money. We're not paying <laughs> oh, for that damn life. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I, he's nice. He got a lot of good qualities, but that's a dick move. <laughs> that's to, put a, to put a live on air neon sign, of course, everyone in this chair is looking for it. directly in your Listen, Rob just sent me a text saying, I forgot one of the sponsors. My apologies. We oh. have to do that at the one-hour mark. Uh, our next sponsor is KY Jelly. Today. Oh, <laughs> come on. I, hey. thought, I thought it was going to be Land Lakes Butter. Five-gallon so bucket funny. size. Oh, my God. Well, I, I see, have, and Pat, just really fast. Have, have, and I know, you know, the smoke is kind of cleared. Have you guys have any conversations with Jeremy or Ben or any of these guys? For, have you spoken to them? I've had a lot of, I would say it's like, a, um, so... Ben and I have known each like I've always said we've been friendly for a very long time. Yeah. Right. You've heard me say that. I have. And I really wish that we you know, uh very different. Like it's not like Jeremy and I ever had that kind of a relationship. Gotcha. Jordan Peterson, yes. Andrew Clavin, yes. And there are a lot of people who work there behind the scenes who are who are fantastic people who absolutely um and it's one thing to have disagreements on a vision for a company. But yeah, I've had a lot of a uh, lot of conversations with people there behind the scenes. Gotcha. So but no, as far as business dealings, you know, no. And uh, there would be nothing better, for example, than to do let's say you started. Let's say you were talking about figuratively. You start a network. There'd be nothing better than to say, "Hey, how about this? How about there's a cross promo link where someone who's in Mug Club gets a discount for your network, and they get a discount for our network. Sure, we get less money per subscriber, but you hit a critical mass point, and you're not going to have people using it to steal content. I would do yeah. that with any conservative network out there. The issue is none of them would do it with any. Not just me. Any other conservative Anybody network. Else. You won't yeah. see people do that because mm-hmm. it's a this measuring context. I got you. <laughs> I got sponsor to go very, got very you. much. KY. Okay, no, I, <laughs> discount we, code. We literally just did our sponsor with KY. That was that was Perfect. just a quick shout out we had for them. Okay, so is that actually what it was? No, <laughs> no, oh, you're a joke. Damn Going it. back to I can't trust a lie. I don't know what to do with this. All right, did you read DeSantis's book? No. Okay. Uh, uh, I could have lied, right? That's one of those things where all these hosts lie. Like, of yes, course. I did. I, cover no. to cover. I yeah. wrote a paper on he it. He wrote yeah. a book? Did you? <laughs> did you? Uh, did you? Did you read it? Of course. Yeah. Did you watch uh, uh, CPAC? Did you watch CPAC and, you know, Trump's speech? Are you following any of that stuff? What's going on? Yeah, you know, on? it's funny. I, it's funny you mentioned CPAC. I emceed the main ballroom at CPAC for like hours at a 11 time. 11 years ago. 12 years. You I were, did it four years in a row. Yeah. Or no wait, I did it. I did it three years, then skipped a year because I got horrible food poisoning. Did it another year, and uh, I got called into the second floor at Fox the Brass. Actually, uh, every time I would do CPAC, I'd get in trouble for something. Oh great! And like one time, I went out when Keith Oberman was fired. I literally went out in full on Keith Oberman yes. makeup as a DJ, uh, giving around my business cards, and I was like introducing did you say Keith Oberman. Keith yeah. Oberman. I went out yeah. and He's I was the sweetest guy. Isn't he like yeah. the <laughs> 
super funny. No, he's cute, super loud. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Not yeah, bitter yeah. at all. Yeah. Gentle. Yes. Sweetheart. So, and then he's one time I got well. called in because they had a joke about, uh, they. someone said that I'd made a joke about uh, about raping Ashley Judd, which wasn't true at all. I made a comment about her saying that purchasing <laughs> Apple products is akin to raping the earth. Yeah. But I would constantly have to get brought in and they would say, well, you can't even comment on that because it's a third rail and I would do a joke. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, there you go. That's an old one. But I actually, at CPAC, went out as Keith Oman oh on the main God. stage selling Maybelline. And then I got in trouble with Maybelline. <laughs> Are you serious? But when you get called up into the principal's office yeah. at Fox on the second floor. All the time. Walk me through what happens there. Like, all right, Stephen, this is it. Yeah. The fourth time this week. Yeah. Yes. What do they say to you? They just be like, they would just, here's the thing I will say, too. There were some great people there. Um, but they wouldn't ever tell me what I could not say. They would just encourage me with things that would do well. With the audience, mm. you know, they would ask yeah. me to do things like put on put on a suit, right? Put on a tie. You know, uh, one this is this is actually one. So as a comedian, right, for the Phyllis Diller quote, you it's I didn't learn uh, comedy when I learned how to write. I learned comedy when I learned how to edit. Exactly. Right, I just whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle yeah. it down. And so I would go and I had a debate segment with Alicia Menendez, uh, Senator Bob Menendez's daughter, every Sunday for a long time. And as opposed to you know the goal on cable news is to run the clock out, use up as much time saying, mm -hmm. basically repeating the same point so that your opponent doesn't have time to speak. Coming from a stand-up background and coming from, you know, at that point, you know, even the only sports I've ever done are, you know, combat sport, like jujitsu and stuff, not at a high level. But again, in my head, it's basically comedy and something like jujitsu or judo where you kind of, okay, brevity is the soul of wit. Mm -hmm. uh, I would be really, really short. So like one point, uh, I think she said, Oh, no, this was uh, Alan Combs, I think, who was a super sweet guy. So like, oh, well, you know, Stephen, uh, where did you go to school when I was making a point? Where did you go to school? Where's your degree? And rather than just going, oh, no, I just said, never made it out of grade school. What's your point? Yeah. <laughs> and then gave him two minutes. No, well, I didn't mean, you know, there are a lot of people who are smart who, uh, you oh, know, maybe yeah. don't go to school. And then I get called and go, well, you know what? The thing is, when you do that, when you just, when you just answer in like five-word sentences... It throws off the flow for other people. I'm like, <laughs> that's the but that's point. the point. That's the whole point. Giving, them, enough, giving yeah, exactly. them the ball because they've said nothing. Yeah. yeah. So that was one where I was sitting there going, like, I'm just not going to run out the <laughs> clock and just spew a bunch of stuff to sound. Ultimately, trying to sound articulate, yeah. I'd sound inarticulate. But that was one where I was like, mm, this may not be the right, you know. So, but it doesn't sound like they're critiquing anything. They're kind of giving. It's almost like you've seen the movie they, Knocked Up when they're like they, when. Uh, what the girl's character comes in, they're like, you, we're not saying you need to lose weight. You just got to tighten it so up. There was one, <laughs> a little they bit. paired me up with right. a producer to do a comedy show. They're like, well, maybe there's something to this. And the guy was a super sweet guy. Super old. I mean, like in his 80s. And uh, he would like ask me the question, like, what do you think of uh, Steve Allen? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, Or Mike Douglas, you know. And uh, <laughs> I remember basically kind of pitching what it is that we do now. And they, they wanted to have a monkey. On the show, like on the set, a real monkey, a real monkey, which I was like, I mean, all right, but like, <laughs> but I don't feel like you're hearing the rest. Of it. Like, what about this monkey? It'll be great. It's like, oh what if we? Can we get a roller skating monkey? Oh and uh, I just remember being like, okay, we're just we're, we're on two different wavelengths, and that's why what we talked was like, all I'm saying is, you need to have multiple wavelengths, not just one, yep. because it's always one on our side of the on our side of the yeah. spectrum, unfortunately, yeah. and it makes makes a lot of people out there feel disenchanted. I mean, do you have any idea? How lonely I felt when uh, you'd sit there and they go, "Well, conservatives don't want uh, something like change my mind." I'm like, "I think I do." Well, conservatives don't watch comedy. I'm like, I kind of think I do. Like, ah, you know, conservative doesn't work. Conservatives don't want books that aren't doomsday theories. I'm like, I kind of want like productive solutions and ways to move forward. And you go, and, "Well, I want to go out and create this show, but is there anyone out there like me? Like, is the only way to create content in this movement for a 70 plus year old demo that's straight laced and red meat?" I'm, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
But it's really scary when you say, okay, can it only be that? So there was a big step out in faith at one point where I said, I took, this is the story of the show. I took it, uh, it was on radio for three hours. On, and I didn't want to do a radio show, but they said, hey, Bill Bennett takes off. Uh, he, he has a fill-in host on Fridays. So I said, it's a morning drive nine to, uh, or six to nine. And I said, well, okay, that's a prime slot on radio, and it's once a week for three hours. That's great. And the people who were syndicating the show said, yeah, we, 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 technically with our contract, we can do it. So I said, okay, I'm going to be based out of a station in Detroit, and don't pay me anything. Do a rev split. But, and at this point, I didn't have a show, uh, my own show. I said, but, uh, you know. Let me own the rights to do podcasts, which they thought that's a fad, you know, a lot of people. And then it started getting syndicated to more and more markets. This is what year? This would have been 2013, 2014, something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. That's, you know, post Fox, yeah. where before that I had just been, I had been a contributor to Fox News. I had been, a, you know, done stand up and acting. But at this point I said, okay, I'm going to create the show that I want. And what happened, and the reason we ended up doing so many bizarre sketches, is AM radio has 16 minutes of ad space. But the problem is when you're streaming it on YouTube, which at that point no conservative was doing, like they don't want to hear about Ypsilanti Chevrolet. So I would just go, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the dating advice with Bill Cosby. We'd create a stinger in and out. And yeah. I'm like, uh, 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 Michael Jackson Redux. And every single song was about like six-year-old boys. I'm like, uh, uh, we're going to do the first recipient of a penile implant. Like, uh, and, you, and I would do 16 minutes of sketches <laughs> times awesome. three. We just found all this stuff, by the way, in, in a yeah, Dropbox we just account. We didn't five, realize we had. Over, no, over, over 600 old commercials on AM radio. Wait, you've yeah. never launched this? Never. Never, no. no. We, we, we reused some of them, uh, like Perry Matheson wow. as a character that we would do yeah. for fake. We got in trouble with the FCC. You know that? Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and we would do fake warnings. <laughs> we were like, we have a, you know, at that point, like, we have a Lena Dunham warning. And it would just be some fat joke, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then they say, hey, you know, like this is a legal, like these specific sounds like signifying you, this is highly illegal. What? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay, I'll stop that. But then they realized it was only online. <laughs> and they realized that at that point, people were listening to it on audio, like as a podcast. Like, so they don't, okay, at this point, they don't think it's an emergency. So, so fine. Funny. But we were getting into trouble all the time. And uh, at that point in time, I remember it was before we launched Mug Club, we were like, well, you know what? We only had like 12,000 people who would tune in because it was a radio once a week, three hours. Like, I don't know if this is going to work, but let's. And then 12,000 became 50,000. And that became a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. And that became into the millions. But uh, we just found these. It was over 600 audio Holy commercials that we only ever ran once. Yeah. A lot of them for maybe 12,000 people, <laughs> aside yeah. from the radio That's audience. crazy. Like 200 sketches and opens and like all these things. So we've just got all this content sitting there that we're like, That's oh, a lot. Right. Of, that's a lot of good stuff for Muckle Up to participate yeah, in. They exactly. want to see some of this yeah. stuff. You, you, again, put the link below if you want to learn more about it. Muck Club Forever. A lot of credit.com slash Muck Club. Yep, Same way. Put always. both links below for them to have. Uh, Robert, if you can do that as a reminder. Going March back to 20th. it. So DeSantis Trump. Curious to know where you're at with this. Okay, DeSantis Trump were... You're, you're seeing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You're, you're, yeah, it's I, just, because this question right now is the third rail in the Republican Party. Ah, let's yeah. on it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I'm fine with it. So CPAC is funny to me because nobody. Numbers are what? 60% to 20%, right? CPAC, whatever then. What were the numbers that you saw yesterday? Yeah, it, was, yeah. Trump, it, was, it wasn't even close. Trump, 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 Mm. For Trump. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So wh where are you with this? Where are you with Here's this? Here's the thing. Um, I like qualities from both candidates. I know this is going to sound like, but I'm certainly not a fence sitter. The truth is I've never been in the business of endorsing candidates. Um, obviously, once it gets to a general, people know where I line up. Yeah. But I'll have people all the time asking me, like, hey, can you endorse this? I'm like, I don't think you really know what it is that I do. As a matter of fact, even with guests, we'll have, pe we'll have people tune out if we have a guest on. Because people want to hear kind of what we're saying about a topic unless it's a real needle mover. Yeah. We've had that with 
who you would well, what, a, what would, an interesting thing you just said which yeah. i feel i yeah. hate because yeah. it's like i want hey pay yeah. attention to this person people are like this is boring because we just came from you know me being waterboarded right. or having yeah. midget jesus and santa wrestle in jail whatever the hell it is I would vote for any of these people in a national election, of course. Like, I would, I, I really hope it's just not a super bloody primary. Yeah. Like, people ask me what I like about Donald Trump. I like the fact that he went off and did it on his own. I like the fact that he's an outsider. Um, I don't like the fact that sometimes he, what it is with Donald Trump is even if, he thinks he might be wrong. Let's assume, and that's a big if. He would never admit it. So he has to dig in his heels. So something like with the vaccine, you know, was an issue. And then really, he saw with the audience when he was encouraging younger people. That was something that I had a real problem with. Um, but I, I like him a lot, and I think he certainly has been probably the most effective president in my lifetime. Ron DeSantis, I like that he has really been consistent as a governor. He's done great things for Florida. Again, I don't live here, but everything that we've read and covered, um, he seems to be a man who's been remarkably consistent. What I don't like is, yeah, that he's not a super wealthy guy. And so you are always concerned if, to yeah. use the term, the establishment wants him because they feel like they can get their hooks in, right? right? You always, oh, I'm not saying he does, but that's the concern. So there are right. qualities that I like with both of them. Uh, I really hope it's not as as childish, although from, you a, know it you from know a comedy it standpoint, oh my God. Oh. it's gold. Be, I mean, I mean th think about it, Steve. He's so Rod DeSanctimonious. Yeah. Rod DeSanctimonious. Oh, <laughs> Run up to the focus group. Get Frank Lutz with your sneakers and toupee. Let's <laughs> see what's Lutz. best. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and see, we talked about it. Call him Meepo. We talked I swear, about it. I'm not going to call him Meepo. On a past podcast, it's like Trump is, dude, think about it. A lot of the stuff that he was telling everybody about, about the virus, and he was right. Yeah. About the Russia, about everything. So it's like For he sure. has yeah. he has not fuck a chip on his shoulder, bro. Yeah. He has anger. And now I mean Ron is just in his way. But bro, we talked about this the, other, the last week when I was like, I would much rather me personally go back three years ago when just the only thing that was being hurt was people's feelings, not the country. Like, Agreed, tell, tell yeah. me right now, shit isn't messed up right now. Oh, Come yeah, on. of course. Well, but the choice how... now is between Trump and Biden. That that That's that comparison. Yeah. Right now, what we're saying is, like, if you have Donald Trump in the office or if you have Ron DeSantis or maybe some third person that yeah. we don't really know about as much yet, you're going to have a much better situation than you do right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's going to be fantastic. I think the issue with, with Trump or any other candidate, like, we've got to get out of the Messiah worship kind of mentality in politics in general. Yeah, there's no, no one, one is coming save to save yeah. you because nobody is perfect. We're all human beings. We're all flawed. Donald Trump was incredibly effective. Yes. Highly effective. Hilarious <laughs> as well. Like, <laughs> The stuff that he did your, was like, would I, would he like think I would hurt? <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Suck it! Like, how was did he like, come from that? that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When he's yeah. like, I heard people say this, and he could just interject whatever he wanted to say about somebody, but couldn't actually say it about somebody. Were you live with me somebody? on that debate stream? I don't think so at that point. When he, I just remember sitting yeah. like, did he just say his dad killed JFK? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell did he just say? <laughs> no. About Ted Cruz. But we should want the very best candidate possible to be the Republican nominee. That's what we should want. We don't need a blood candidate that's just been completely destroyed and then here come the democrats again with somebody who's going to kill the country yeah, I, yeah. I, look we've got to have bigger goals than just getting our guy into office yeah well, you gotta be the you right disagree person disagree with trump when he says i alone can fix it is that what you're saying because you're saying that you don't want to i would disagree like with deity. anybody who says i alone can fix it yeah I, I don't think anybody alone can fix this because donald yeah. trump was oh. in the office for four, Bilder, really right? three years right yeah, yeah. no yeah. but he was in there for three years and then he had to deal with the pandemic he was making a lot of positive yeah. Really somebody years. else will have to really carry the to, torch. Yeah. He's got a he's got a window of eight years, and then the establishment will come roaring back. Right, the machine will come back. You've got to be able to hand the torch off to the next guy. Yeah, to keep it going for the next eight years. Not You're one right. person can do this. If yep. DeSantis does get elected, let's just go hypothetical here. Do you think 
that it would be uh, a negative that he is quote unquote establishment. I don't think he's establishment. No. My concern is that he could end up owing the establishment. That's my point. Is yeah. that like the same, thing, the same thing that makes every, Donald Trump impossible favorites. to work with yeah, sure, yeah. is yeah. the same reason it makes him almost establishment proof to some degree. He had yeah. a lot of people in his cabinet who you would consider sort of swamp creatures, yeah. right? But as far as them being able to tell him and be like, go screw yourselves, I know better, right? He doesn't care. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying DeSantis is. It's a concern that he would be more prone to being influenced by it, which it could be completely ill-founded, and I'm not super concerned about it. I'm just trying to you know, express concerns with both yeah. of them. Yeah. I don't like the quote, you know, the old quote, whatever kills you makes you stronger. Doesn't I mean, what happens if you end strong. up being like a, a, a quad amputee? Like, no, <laughs> That's yeah. true. a quadriplegic. None not, of that is true. What if a killer stronger. Aside from Trump, doesn't yeah. every candidate kind of have to owe somebody some money? Yeah. Like, how many billionaire candidates have there been? That's why I always find... Yeah, exactly. There was That's Bloomberg, was which say. I loved him spending a ton of his own money and losing. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. <laughs> Remember, he, got, he got mad because we, we had a guy dressed as Bloomberg come in where he was like he was doing... Like, he was dancing. Yeah, Remember he weird. did some Broadway thing? Yeah. 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 We said it, and then someone came and said, did somebody say Bloomberg? And he came in, like... <laughs> he started doing the worm and, like, put down a cardboard oh, box. so funny. And that guy is so humorless, his people got mad. Like, we really didn't like the depiction of him. I was like, yeah, yeah you can go screw yourself with yeah, a wire brush. As a comedian, you must have loved Trump's whole thing. Like, now Mike wants to bring a, a platform on stage, a yeah, stool. stool yeah. It's like, stage. oh, now he's asking for it. It's like, and he never so asked funny. for it. He's like, listen, I'm hearing you. You nailed it, girl. So I, I miss the funny, like the funny. Oh, I know. I it was that. a lot of fun. Because now it's just, okay. I would get on Twitter and be like, what did he say today? Yeah. yeah <laughs> because now it's just, okay, Biden fell down the stairs and he's he has no idea where right, he is yeah. or what he's saying. He's shaking hands there. That's funny, but Trump was just volatile and he would just say, what? I, dude, the best is when he would go off teleprompter because you know when he's reading yeah. and he's reading but then when he's just like when he's talking shit he's going right at you yeah, yeah. and I, I, did a, I did a series actually which I think is why Trump has never been on the show I think it was offended but it was a, it was a Trump talk <laughs> series in 2015 uh, Trump got like, offended no way I, yeah but it was of like course, Trump was good. and it was just a series of like Trump on China Trump on you know the border uh, and, and what invariably he would come back to say, and now other people have kind of noticed it, like the, the theme was he would say, look, China's a cripple. That, and I would never say that. That's what so many people tell, that's what they tell me. I would never say that. They say, oh, it's a hole of crap. And I say, you stop saying that. They say, that's what it is. I say, okay. Right, that's what he would do. <laughs> that's a great and he just perfect. Yeah. And we would do this like back then. That was, yeah. and now everyone kind of talks about it. But it is true. Like when he did, he yeah. wants that culpable deniability. Yeah. Oh, it's like beautiful. people say that. And I, yeah. I talk the same thing Not that he's doing with person. Meatball Run right now. Yeah, yeah. right. Meatball. I'll never say Meatball Run. People are saying Meatball Run, right. and I would never do it. I would never do it. Other people, I can't talk for yeah. other people. But <laughs> it's just it's just like what Chris You're, Rock Chris Rock just did with the Will Smith. He's like he's like everybody called him a bitch. This person called him a bitch yeah, about the Will Smith. Yeah. He's a bitch. He's like, I never called him a bitch. He said it like 10,000 yeah. times. Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, but, man. <laughs> but this was back, I mean, obviously, pre, like, when we had, that was me and my that den. that you? Yeah. Me and my that's den. you and your den. Oh, yeah, we have a better God. Trump thing now. So, but, like, I mean, that's yeah. hilarious. I mean, you just look Can we play hilarious. the audio? Oh, gosh. Like, I like, hate how watching. Old? This is 2015? 20? So that's a while ago, yeah. Is it a level? I would never try and do anything that could Oh, you got way better. Well, my voice was shot. Not Because I just did Bernie. <laughs> but yeah, people, talks. they're coming across the border, they're raping, they're killing, <laughs> and frankly, frankly, truthfully, we have an obesity epidemic. We've got a problem, a yeah, horrible Yeah, it's kind of Joan rivers back then. And my Bernie was always Gilbert Gre Why, start talking about social enemy? Yeah. Son of a bitch! <laughs> um. What's up with you capital pieces of shit? <laughs> and uh, it was just people like, why does he sound like Gilbert Godfrey? Because like, it's funnier. It's me. hilarious. I just enjoy it more. Yeah, it makes me laugh. And now yeah, I have polyps. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a parody of the scene yeah. from Misery. Oh, that's so... Uh... his post hosting this program <laughs> on Thursday. Are those your feet? I 
won't no. be uh, taking I don't know who's feet. Who's I don't, feet know. I don't know. <laughs> that's just, you don't know. Even, that's a, why did that show up? That's like yeah, a, that's one that was random. buried in the show. Yeah, you that's random. Be, but yeah. we have some that have millions of plays where we, you know, because our audience, <laughs> no one was paying attention to Bernie Sanders. This is a good example when we talk about sort of the establishment. People in conservative media, mm -hmm. they're all talking about Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. I remember saying, look, Hillary Clinton's a coronation. Bernie Sanders is the movement candidate. Yeah. And we would yeah. actually see a lot of people. We have the, you know, we have so much data, right? When you have billions and billions of plays across, not only just just on YouTube, but then uh, billions on all these other platforms, you can sort of cross reference and go, okay, we can actually see a significant amount of Bernie Sanders people mm -hmm. would come over to Donald Trump yeah. just because of the anti-establishment yeah. sentiment. Sort of Russell Brand a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Where he was a self-avowed socialist, and I don't know what he would how he would describe himself now, yeah. but he sees the threat of big tech. Like he certainly would be one of those guys who would have been a Bernie supporter, oh, yeah. who yeah. now sees the problem whereas these, this was always our audience same with rogan by the way oh, yeah time. yeah well, but that's that going back to a point you made earlier that's why that's what russell said that's why rumble exists yeah. i mean think about you were yeah. talking about the people that are on rumble right now well, ask yourself why what did rumble set out to do that was different they said look we we want people to actually be able to speak freely on this platform right, right. and they're they're creating something that's a little bit different over there and he came out and said the reason they exist is because youtube had started to kind of give everybody the in a, you couldn't say anything. You you basically were just choked out if you yeah. were anything close to being conservative, right? And so these guys have come on and said, okay, well we're going to let everybody come over here. The first people to jump ship are going to be the conservatives. But watch, if those guys are successful, they will continue to get more people. Like you said, they have to diversify, right? Everybody right. starts out with cat videos first. Yeah. yeah. All right, Patrick. Yeah. yeah. We can't all start you're out. Right. We can't always yeah. be gold. But isn't right? that telling you're, though? You're it's, right. All it is, it's open to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's open to everyone, and, and that's and a liberals problem. say. I won't do that. I want it closed yeah. to half. Yeah. Right? That's that's the thing. They've you think Rumble is saying you can't come here if you're liberal? Of no. course not. Well, but they've got a guy like Russell Brand and they've got a guy like oh, yeah. Joe Rogan saying it. So the movement that we were talking about earlier, like you're starting to see this tipping point. Maybe it was your question. You know what he, you know you what are starting do. to see people that are going there saying, "Hey, you're right." Yeah, he's 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 investing a lot of money into different people. By the yeah, way, he is. what are you noticing the AdSense uh, uh, on the way their platform is Rumble against YouTube comparing the two? I, you know, I don't know because I haven't – it would be unfair for me to say because I've been demonetized for so long on YouTube. <laughs> so I don't really know what the industry is like there. Yeah. Not only am I not allowed uh, to be monetized on YouTube, I'm not allowed to run ads through AdSense. So to give you an other idea, people can run the exact yeah, yeah, same the ad. exact same ad. Like in other you words, can. we've done we can. A B testing on this. We've done A B wow. testing. Yeah, where we try and run an ad, like let's just say it's a clip. Yeah. Right, where you run it as a pre roll or yeah. something. Say no, absolutely not. And then we've had other people with AdSense accounts who run it and it gets accepted. Yeah. So it's not content based. It's us based. Yeah. Peak, peak to peak. If, if you were to say, you know, when I used to get a million views, I would make $7,800 on YouTube. I'm just making some number up. When I get a million views on Rumble, I make XYZ. Do you, have you put those two together? You're a numbers guy. I'm assuming you've done that to see how they match up, well, advertising. Okay. So that would be more of a Gerald question, again, because the rates change so dramatically that right. YouTube at peak was very different. Like, I think I've been a partner since 2008. And it was very. I was even around with the MCNs, like uh, I don't know if you remember, like Makers and Studio. Mm, of course, and stuff yeah, like of that. course. Uh, so the rates would change dramatically. So it's almost like you don't really have a comparison. Yeah. I will say the numbers have been, I think, actually better on a pound for pound basis. Uh, but we often don't really seek to monetize the videos no. because we we'd rather people feel like they don't have to watch that and get the show and subscribe. So you don't even it. monetize on Rumble right now. You're not turning it on. I think it's on for some of them, but we don't spend all, It's such a small portion of our revenue. It's just outside of our model, right? That's not really how our model works. We forewent a couple million dollars a year from YouTube when we said, okay, keep it. If you want to demonetize us, because it was, you know, the carrot was dangled, or just don't talk about these things. We said, nope, 
Keep us demonetized. Just don't remove our channel, and we'll find a way. Um, Naive question. If yeah. you're not making any money on YouTube, and Rumble isn't a moneymaker for you, yeah. is it all the Mug Club? All, what, what, all and sponsors. It? Yeah. Okay. And because there's so, there's, the viewership is so large that one sponsorship <laughs> spot is worth you know, four or five on another show. Yeah. So, so, so K, the, KY is one of the... <laughs> they're knocking down... So, no, we actually Astroglide. It's a, it's a non-compete. Ah, so, so Steven, so, so uh, people in the Mud Club, where are they... Like, on, on March 20th, yeah. correct? That uh, you guys are coming back on. Where, where, where you guys are launching on, like, on your website mainly? So, for the this members? One, yeah, it's That's not entirely finalized, but here's yeah. the thing. We are launching lottoeartherscrider.com slash Mud Club. Who, we're still finalizing exactly who is going to do the back end. We're pretty close. Got you. Uh... But regardless, people will be able to go there, watch the free show, yeah. Yeah. like we always have, and then continue to watch the premium show and the Got additional you. content. It's, it's on, on the right. website, yeah. Yeah, right? On the oh, website, beautiful. $89. And, uh, for the whole year. Yeah. Perfect. And actually, and if, and if you are in mugclubforever.com where you subscribe, you didn't, we're going to send you a code where you actually get a good few extra free months. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, because, of, because of the situation. Yeah. yeah because, that's, and that's something, too, again, because it's like nothing breaks my heart more than people saying, hey, you know, I didn't get a mug or, hey, you know, I subscribe at this point in time when it's like, you know, at some point, right, you end a contract. At some point, you have to. Mm -hmm. You're like, but I hate that you paid and you only got half a year. But since we can't access their personal information, like, we can't know. So it's like you have to reach out to us and we'll send you this code. It'll largely be on our system where we do right by you and give you some extra, you know, yeah. few few months for that's free. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was wishing that I hadn't taken the CEO job was when we were getting to the end of the contract and we had no idea who our subscribers were. Right. And we've talked about this and it was just like, OK, how do we go and, and build this? We have no way of getting in touch with you guys. We have, yeah. a, you know, like a master email list. But that's that's every single person who's ever signed up for the newsletter through the website or, or through what is, that number's got to be in the million. It's a lot of people. Right. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's not specific. And so if you send yeah. it a lot of it, maybe it goes to junk mail because you're sending ads to them potentially in, in, in previous partnerships. And it's like, man, like that that's just a feeling of like we've got to be able to capture these yeah. people. And so that's where Mug Club. So, oh, so you brought up, I don't know if that was going out to the audience. But, yeah, that's yeah. the number of right, three months pre demonetization Monetization, right? We had gained four hundred thirty thousand. Zoom in a little bit. Go ahead. So three months, yep. four hundred thirty thousand was that uh, average from February pre-demonetization, and that's with just the main channel that yeah, doesn't include Crowder Bits about sixty about sixty two million plays, um, which is what we're getting an average in a month between fifty and seventy million. And of course, that number went down because you don't get browsers. Fifty or to seventy million views per month. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, but an average of over a hundred thousand new subscribers every month every month and then if you go to uh demonetization so even we were demonetized all right we still had about 58 million so the numbers didn't quite take because uh, they it took a while to get us out mm -hmm. of the browse and search uh 46 000. so almost to the letter a tenth wow. every single time they remonetize us again accidentally someone got fired at wait, wait 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 oh, this sure. is in 90 days you got how many subs 46 000. versus 430 yep yeah that's crazy. Immediately. And, and then we have another. Did your show stop? Did you change any of the schedule? <laughs> no, nope. no. That's the thing. Nothing. Basically, they just turn you off or turn you on. Wow. Turn you off. And then we have another one. But they're just doing After that, we're again yeah, remonetized, yeah. right? We and wanted, then right? this was. No. So we, oh, so we remonetized for two months. 213. Uh, yeah. or, sorry, 213. Or three, three months there. So 213. And again, it took a little while to get, but again, 62 million plays. And then demonetized again. And it went down 20, to 23,000. And this is just YouTube. Yeah. It's just YouTube. Now, you, you've seen yeah. what's happened, obviously, with someone like Andrew Tate, right? Where you yeah. see Meta steps in and then Google, YouTube, bing, yeah. bing, it's bing, bing, bing. Oh, we got that Then it's Uber. So is Uber account? Other than, Uber got canceled. All, all that. Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. the, the whole We've deal. been banned from Airbnb. 
Oh, really? Yeah, well, there's a reason. There's, do you want another reason? I, yeah. It's a hilarious reason, by the way. I want to know. Because this is your show. I feel like, okay. No, no, so do you, do you remember in Seattle, remember Chaz? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Chop. Yeah, you Chop. talked about that on yeah. one of the shows. I yeah, that. so yeah. what happened is, remember, and do you remember Raz Simone? Was like no. the war, he was like the warlord that warlord was handing out AR-15s. Was he the leader? He was the guy. Yeah, he was the leader. But then we did some research on him, and we found out that Raz Simone uh, actually had an Airbnb and like got all these grants from the government. So what we did was we sent our producers down to Chaz. We rented out his Airbnb and declared it new Chaz. Oh my god! And spray painted new Chaz and all this stuff. You and didn't like, do. And that. we actually oh, handed out. For sure. We actually handed out party uh, flyers. His ice maker. Oh, come work, join new so. Chaz. Oh my Because god. we knew, and he found it. And actually, our guys got chased out. So this whole live stream was oh come god. to new Chaz, which was his Airbnb, <laughs> and. Uh, the uh, then the socialist gun <laughs> club. towards the beginning you'll see because they had to leave yeah the socialist gun club uh, showed up and chased them out with there guns there in Chaz oh my well and God. he found it so mid show he actually tweeted us I think is how we found him maybe he was on Instagram where he's like you guys are big funny you know like, yeah. yeah he actually had a good sense of humor about it but then oh, he got really? us banned from Airbnb yes. oh shit so this is his yeah this is Raz Simone's Airbnb yeah Raz Simone that is and so, so you can see why they wouldn't want us on there yeah and no yeah. I, you know. we didn't actually spray paint it, by the way we just did a really good Photoshop Great. and we know because yeah. he showed up he was like dude. Don't he's like, guys, don't worry, it was Photoshop, it yeah, was fake, yeah. but all right, that was good. Because the whole idea was it's really easy to say this is our autonomous zone yeah. when you're vandalizing other people's crap. So we exactly. just said, let's go to your let's Airbnb. Your, that's yeah. brilliant. And uh, yeah, so we were permanently so banned funny. from that. I think we had a couple accounts banned from Uber. Um, Anything else? I know you're obviously very against big tech. Anything with uh, with Meta, Instagram, TikTok? Snap, oh, well, yeah, we've that? been suspended. So, so that's how I met my half Asian lawyer, Bill Richmond. Was it was that he's only half Asian? He's only half Asian. Gotcha. That's how you know. He's if good. he's half Jew, then he's killing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yeah. get the two. It's like the yeah. yin yang of fantastic. But I won't get one. But he he met me uh, through. Was it Engadget or Gizmodo? I always get it wrong. I think it's Gizmodo. So it was like this article that went out, and we were doing millions and millions of reads on the website. Just ladderscutter.com was like a, it's just a news site as well, and. Um, what happened is all of a sudden it just got throttled and we we just couldn't uh, generate any type of traffic anymore. And we even A-B tested it on other pages and noticed, oh, if we run it on someone else's page, it does well. We run it yeah. on our page, it doesn't get any clicks. And so then an article was released from Gizmodo or Engadget, what did I say? I don't know. Gizmodo. 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 And it, was like, it sounds better. It was the code baked in where there was a leak from, the in, from an insider saying, like, yeah, it was the Ted Cruz for president, the Chris Kyle Foundation, Breitbart, and me. One of these things is not like the other, right? <laughs> but because pound for pound, it was all organic traffic. We didn't yeah. have nearly the budget. And so then I call my friend, who was a groom, uh, he was a good friend of mine, uh, and uh, he was a Harvard Law grad. He's like, that's not really the law I do, but here's this guy who might. This guy named Bill Richmond, a half Asian lawyer. And then uh, I talk with him. And he thinks, like, yeah, this is another conservative, right? There are these wannabe martyrs who are like, I'm being suspended or whatever. It is. Yeah. It's like, well, that's because you threatened to kill someone's dog. You know, whatever. Yeah. Not that. all of them. I'm saying sometimes. So uh, he goes, okay, I'll call you. And then he calls me back. He goes, wow. Uh, yeah, it actually looks like there's code in there. And there's actually quotes from the insider. And they actually, there were screenshots of them removing us from organic trending. So we couldn't trend on Facebook, couldn't trend on Instagram. Uh, YouTube, we've run into it, and keep in mind, nothing we do is that crazy. No, sure, some of the jokes no. are crazy, it's but it's funny. It's PG thirteen. Yeah. you know what I mean. It really is for the like you're talking about guys who are pro Second Amendment, pro First Amendment, pro yeah, pro life. You know, conservative Christians who maybe every now and then the joke ruffles some feathers a little bit too much. But we've had run-ins with all of them. That's why it's, you're talking about millions of dollars just in legal fees yeah. because we had to bake it into our business model. But I think if you're not pushing that envelope, like if like just scratching and trying to put, then it's not fun. Like You know what I mean? It's just boring. That's part of the you fun of it. And yeah. not, not doing it just to be vulgar or just be like, oh, look what they're doing. 
I like I think the funniest ones are when you're like, oh shit, where it's funny and you make them think and you're like, oh shit. He's kind of right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mostly what we're doing is poking fun at these things that are just so patently absurd. And we're like, this can't be real life. And so we'll just kind of lean into it. And they're like, well, yeah, it is real life. And so now you, you, better you chill can't out. get any traffic to your website. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Let, me tell you, let me tell you what we just did, which is kind of interesting. We had a, uh, uh, we're recruiting comedians right now. So about two months ago, three months ago, we made an ad uh, for comedians to apply. So we got 120 people that applied. Almost, that went um, down to from guess, 120 a bunch of them are a bunch of open micers Steve, or people. Steve, Steve, I'm not even joking. Bro. I was on the list. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so am I just time I have to cut you off? Uh, and I, uh, we wanted you know resume this and yeah. videos. One guy's like literally in his underwear naked with a gun and he just goes fuck with me like I'm funny and I'm yeah. like what are you talking? Like, so yeah. I had a bunch of crap, but we did yeah. get 120. Well, obviously, he got a five-year contract with us yeah, 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 exactly. at the time. Yeah, for yeah. different anyway, reasons. Anyway, so these guys, these guys it came and, you know, so went from 120 to 50 to uh, 11 people were here this week, and they're trying out for a couple of days that we're here creating We're content. shooting sketches. And, like, uh, but by the way, these, yeah. these are guys that got – Not all stand-ups are great sketches exactly. and vice versa. They can't act. Exactly. So they're, they're at our comedy club in our cigar lounge, so they're kind of working together, and they're well, doing their own thing. Lounge. Oh, yeah. You'll you see it here in a minute. So So they're doing what they're doing. I'm watching these guys. I'm like, okay, I want to go talk to them. 1130, I'm sitting there talking yeah. to these guys. So tell them, tell me, what are you thinking about? He's, you know, this is like one of the best times ever to make fun of the president that we have. Yeah. Biden's an easy one, but no one's doing it. We Nobody. like to do this. Trump was good for comedy. Biden's good for comedy, but people are afraid to touch it. And you see what's going on with right now. And, you know, so I think there's a very major need for entertainment in that side. You know, sometimes the right gets criticism for not being good comedians. They're not funny. You're yeah. not you're not good at making comedy. It's too or even movies. Hey, do we need to watch another fireproof where the acting is like Preach. can you really yeah. make some movies? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw Jesus Just Revolution was number three movie uh, in the country if yeah. you were following it or not. Yeah. So are you gonna be making the movies? There's a massive, massive opportunity. Yeah. Massive yeah. opportunity today. Well, it's also because they don't understand it. So like when I talk talk about comedy, and again, nothing is like official look, but the people can see, for example, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. On my show, it's like, okay, you know, Jim Brewer, Nick DiPaolo, Brian, like it's a murderer, Jim Norton, right? You have Dave like, Landau. It's a murderer's row of people yeah. that we have all the time where they come on and they'll often say like, oh, this kind of, this feels like filling that gap that was, you know, with Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. I mean, even we've had comedians who we disagree with entirely uh, on the show on a regular basis. Um, it really is like, it's, 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 it's tough because the problem is you'll get a lot of people who say, hey, I'm conservative. So my friends say I'm funny. You know, that's very different from like, right, like yeah. to me, Nick DiPaolo is the funniest stand up who's ever lived, just in my personal opinion. Yeah. So when I sat down with him, and he is exactly what you expect. Like, he was wearing, you wear these sometimes, like the kind of plaid pattern suit. And my dad, uh, my dad dresses like you. He's a snappy dresser. He was actually at Dean Witter and E.F. Hutton in finance. Didn't even graduate college. He just tested off the charts, got a corner office, kind of like Sick. bullshit his way in. Wow. Act, not lying, just like, yeah, I can do this. When's his birthday? <laughs> When's his birthday? 60. No, yeah, what six, month? Oh, 1960. <laughs> Oh, no, what? Month, oh month, uh, month. Fe uh, uh, hold on a second. February. Yeah. February. No, no, no. February, sorry, April. My mom's February. I'm, I'm sorry, mom. My mom. Uh, it's February. Mom. Sorry, I'm sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. sorry. Should we apologizing to Nick? Forget yeah. about your mom. So Nick yeah, walks in, and my dad's wearing like a soft kind of play, and he, he doesn't look down from his phone. And my dad uh, goes, "Hey, you know, because uh, he's like he was a booker for the show. Yeah. We used to have the, a booker from well from these big shows at NBC, and they're like, no one will do your show. They're terrified back in the day, because it was controversial, but not the numbers. So my dad goes, "Hey, you know, my son just can't like he's your favorite comedian ever. I'm so glad to have you here. And all he does, he looks up from his phone. And he, can I can I swear? Yeah. One time, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. It's Nick. De There's no way to do Nick DiPaolo without it. And he just looks up. He goes, "The fuck do you look like? The mayor of Amity?" Your <laughs> 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 dad. The first thing he said. <laughs> and my dad is just laughing his ass off because oh he's just he's God. just. But he's actually a super 
I don't want to say sweet guy, but like a good guy who you can yeah. who you can work with and trust. But he's so funny. Another Senseless Killing is my favorite album. But like Jim Brewer, you know, is unbelievable who we've had in the show. What does he do him. right now? What does he do he's right stand now? Stand up. Yeah, he does his, he does a show too uh, a show, online. Yeah. Yeah, he does a show online, uh, but he's one of the best. Like, you know, when people talk about boxing, they say if you want to teach someone how to box properly, you show them Joe Lewis, right? Exactly. Because it's a, it's the basics. It's done right. There's no wasted movement. If you want someone to learn how to do stand, I, I always show him Nick DiPaolo. Wow. wow. And I, I would say him and like uh, Patrice O'Neill because yeah, of course, the same, that. same role. Oh, yeah. they were they had a show together they, they, on uh, was it was it the Shorties watching Shorties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, dope. They, they, they were like really but, really really close. But, but before we wrap up, you said something because getting a text message here. Food is ready. They're cooking. They're they're waiting. For us to oh, go, there, which is kind of, um, uh, 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 but did you see John Stewart today with the whole the not today three days ago yeah, the I Second did. Amendment yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. Really but but I have my thoughts on this. What was your reaction on the way he handled? It's like eight minutes. Here's the thing: John Stewart is is really good. Yeah. And uh, for example, like I can look at this objectively. When John Stewart was on with back then, it was uh, Tucker and uh, was it Chris Crossfire? Yes. Crossfire. Yeah. Right. And then he was on with Bill O'Reilly. Look, I agree with obviously Tucker Moore. I would agree with Bill O'Reilly more. It was a master class. I remember uh, John Stewart answering Bill O'Reilly says, like, oh, okay, but Stewart, you do this, and you say, and, uh, you know, people do trust you as news. And he said, that, that may be, but uh, I don't know if you know, our, the lead-in to our show is uh, puppets making crank calls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just completely disarms <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. It's yeah. like a master class. But in this, yeah. there's here's the problem. He's brilliant. It'll, and this is the, the beauty of someone who's really adept with comedy. He sells to the audience that he knows what he's talking about. I watch it right away and go, Bing, 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 because I've been off air. It's like I've been champing at the bitches. Like, yeah. Oh my god! Uh, uh, where he quotes this, like, it's the leading. What is the leading cause of death with kids? It's not, you know, it's not drag shows. We've done a whole segment on that. You know that number is completely fake, right? Where they say the leading cause of death with kids is firearms. That includes kids 19 years old. Yeah. And when you eliminate that stat of 16 to 19, it's not even close. When you eliminate yeah. the stat of 14 to 19, and it's all intergang related. Yeah. When people say, "Hey, this is the leading cause of children," you're th right. It's a parent. And this is the disservice the media does. As a parent, you want to know, oh, is there a danger in my bathtub? Should I not throw a toaster in there when my twins are, you know, learning <laughs> yeah. how, to, how to play with a rubber duck? Yeah. That's probably a bad idea. Not going, okay, hold on a second. How do we save kids? Don't join a gang at 17 years old uh -huh. in Memphis. Yeah. That's the stat that he throws out. But he's so smooth and collected and so much experience in dealing with adversity. And I don't know how he edits it, to be fair. No, and, and I could yeah. see editing, though, Steve. I could see it. Cutting because the guy yeah. right about to speak. Who's, who's, who's the guy? Was, he's was, a congressman in, uh, Oklahoma. in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Come on. This guy was. You're talking about this is a heavyweight versus a lightweight, right here. Exactly. Oh. When I saw the answers, then kind of he just kind of fumbled through yeah. his response. I was yeah. just like, gosh, there's like five things that you can say in response to this. Like, do you, do you hate women, John Stewart? Because people use their gun to defend themselves over a million times a year, and most of those are probably going to be women that need to be able to have a force equalizer. Do you hate women? Why why do you hate women? Right. Like, yeah. there's an easy just, way to say this isn't as simple as you're making it seem. Yeah. This I just had an argument. This, that's why we were slightly late with a Canadian uh, at the <laughs> hotel pool. I was like, Joe, like this is you met me <laughs> he off texted, air. He's like, hey, I'm we're gonna be this, late. This, like I, people say, yeah. what is it? Like I'm this way. I'm a little more quiet sometimes mm -hmm. off air because I just kind of get tired. Up with the Canadian. But I was at the Canadian. He was sitting there talking. He was bitching about uh, all these stops that he had to make and checkpoints where they would stop you on the road because he was going out to Moncton and knew, uh, or maybe he was going to this somewhere. I don't know if he's going to PEI or Moncton, New Brunswick. And he was talking about this. I'm thinking, oh, this is a guy who gets it, right? Like like Johnny Boy, who's out there, a friend of mine from, I've known him since I was 12 in Canada. Um, and then all of a sudden I realized he starts talking about Parkland and how America hasn't done anything. And I said, well, hold on a second. What should they do? 
And he goes, well, you know, in Canada, if you had our laws, I said, you just had a man go to, uh, go to prison for 10 to 20 to life for defending his house when two men broke into his house with guns. One was roughing up his wife, likely going to rape her, and he shot this home intruder, and he's the one who's doing time. Yeah. And the prime minister came out and said, you do not have prime minister blackface, by the yeah. way. I did like 15 oh, yeah. times. I love it. Yeah. Over. Scumbag. We've done blackface many times on the show as Justin Trudeau. It's yeah. an ongoing sketch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he said, oh, I don't know about that. I said... Yes, you know about that. Your prime minister said you don't have the right. You do not have the right to defend yourself with a firearm. That, to me, like Gandhi said, is a far greater act of evil in robbing a nation of arms. I said, by the way, you also don't have freedom of speech in Canada. I went through my friend Mike Ward, who had to go all the way up to a Supreme Court for a joke and a human rights tribunal. It is a subjugated, conquered people in Canada, and they don't even know it. And that's the rest of the world outside of the United States. And they don't even know they just accept it wholesale so anyways well your question i wanted to hear what you had to say about john stewart but, but, i think he's brilliant but i don't like what he did here was dishonest no, yeah and uh but yeah, very clever but, but here here's the part though i mean okay say john's booker team let's go to who john's bookers are booker that they book yeah. Yeah, yeah. guests people have hooks. you mean to tell me you didn't have 90 other people to get on there that are bigger heavyweights than bringing him on of course yeah, they I, do. I, I, I don't understand. Well, you know, like, you mean to tell me yeah. you couldn't have brought in a a Ben? You couldn't have brought in a how many the president names? of the NRA? That's by design. How many? That's by design. Well, but 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 that to me that um, because let me tell you, I watch it. It's got eleven something million views. Can you how many views does it show? Oh, it's, no, I'm sorry. It's now at twelve and a half million okay. views. What is the number you see there? Do you see a number? Well, that's, well, that's just Twitter. No, no, that's too. not the right number. It's got 11 and a half million views. Yeah. Yeah. This thing crushed it. It went viral. There's no oh, question yeah, yeah. about it. With a when, tailwind, by the way, from YouTube and Big Tech. That's a problem. Yeah. 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 It, but, but if you watched it, he handled himself so well. He says, so more guns equals uh, uh, more safety, right? Then why is the number going up? Well, you can't really. Point. And the guy tried to make the argument of he, it just, he was not a good debater not to, to represent this argument. He goes, he goes, he leaned in and he goes, when? When will it be? When? Paid? Yeah, exactly. Right? I, but nobody was there. Billion to, guns, well, exactly. It's like how right. many it's like nobody was prepared to counter and say, well, actually the stats that you're quoting aren't accurate. We've talked about that, right? Yeah. The, the, the take out suicides, take out gang violence, and you're looking at very low numbers, relatively yeah. speaking. Yeah. He wasn't ready with any of that stuff. And of course this guy was picked. Well, he's a paper tiger. You know, I had to run in. So one of my who, by the way, I'm still friends with, a manager had to drop me back then. I don't want to say his name because unfortunately he has to be in the closet, but he was a guy who managed he was conservative. And uh he had John Stewart's people reach out to him and say, Do you do you have anyone else out there like like this Stephen Crabb? But we don't do conservative pundits. But do you have someone like him? Hmm. In other words, they were saying, we like that he's young because they'd see me from uh, comedy and maybe a reel was sent. They said, we like all these things, but we don't do conservatives. So if you have anyone like him who doesn't believe as he believes, we'd love to have them. Wow. And then when I released that, uh, that was like a long time ago, I like, talked about it. Of course, they called my manager. I just talked about it. My, they called my manager like, this guy can't be talking about what we're doing behind the scenes. You know, We're uh, never going to have any of your clients yeah. again. Whatever. And I just remember kind of speaking about it off the cuff. But that happened. Like They keep people away by design. Stephen, what's the difference to you between Jon Stewart and, uh, and Bill Maher? Hmm. Ooh, not much. And here's the thing. Bill Maher now, I think, is going to – I don't know. And I, I would always say never question motivation. But, you know, I did go through a pre-screen with Bill Maher's person. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I would be the smartest person on the panel. Far from it. But certainly if you look at some of the people who are on there, like, <laughs> I definitely would hold my own. Uh, and I remember the pre-screen process with Bill Maher. She said, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> and uh, and I was like – because I'm thinking Bill Maher's, you know, a comedian. You know, by that he often like throws up his hands, yeah. like okay, yeah. and like it's like yeah. laugh. But uh, 
I remember saying like, well, I did just, uh, you know, I did just, uh, just read the hashtag Oscars so white and just go to see the new live action Beauty and the Beast film where in 1740s France I saw Mary J. Blige be royalty fold into a bookcase. So I don't know at what point, like, is what point we start saying, hey, you know, we're giving some roles that don't even make sense. Yeah. She goes, so with everything that's going on, you want to talk about Disney? I said, no. I think when you're talking about Oscars so white and in 1740s slavery, mm -hmm. right, when in that era they would have been slaves, mm -hmm. now making black, which of course, by the way, just to be clear, slavery bad, okay, all right? Yeah. Slavery bad, bad. not supporting, bad. but I was very, saying very, it's very hilarious bad. that at that point in time, it's so historically inaccurate, you're creating roles uh, for, for black actors at, at that point that would never even be possible. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, what do you think about Russia? Russiagate. Oh. And I said, <laughs> what do you mean? She said, what? I said, what was there? And I said this, and I said, is there something new? Yeah. She said, because, I mean, do you mean it was like, I don't know, like, I haven't checked the news in the last 12 hours, but so has there been something that's broken, like evidence? Late breaking? She goes, no. I, she goes, no, but I mean, the whole situation, I said, well, okay, do you want to talk about Fusion GPS? Do you want to talk about the Steel Dossier? Because all of this is something that was basically paid up or research, and we know it's completely fabricated and it's bullshit. I said, so you condemn me for talking about a cultural issue at large that we know is a sham, but you want to discuss a sham? And then when I hear Bill Maher going out saying, I told him to stop talking about Russia, it's like, that's what your booker was doing. Mm, yeah. yeah. So I hope that his transition is real. Uh, I really do. Uh, I think he's probably been beaten up by the left a little bit. But then he comes out and still says that Biden's doing a great job and he's going to vote yeah. for Biden. I'm going, well, how do, you, how do you come to that conclusion? I don't understand the disconnect. Yeah. Unless well, you have to say it. Well, it's the same I thing with John Stewart. When he's like, it's on the say It's the Wuhan Institute. Yeah. Right. Rarely for the COVID. It's like, yes, of course. These exactly. are the same people that you trust. And now you say you still trust. Why? I think, Why do you still trust them? Yeah, I think I think you're right. They had those little moments where like, God, like the real, the real soul wants to come up with them. Yeah. Like you said, they... They're owned by somebody, bro. They well, can't they're surrounded the by people 100%. who wouldn't allow them to say certain oh, things. Oh, for sure. And uh, I mean, he is. At one point, he took a one time, like he took a pot shot at me and just like some random podcaster or something. I was like, eh, okay, I don't care. But he's done jokes from our show. My mom, Bill Maher, has verbatim. Ooh. Oh wow, verbatim. And we know that it's been on his radar because his Booker reached out. And so, like, you know, it's just this happens a lot. And I don't mean like kind of, you know, uh, sort of veering into the same topics. Um, I really, I would love to see him come out. But when he says, hey, look, this is a problem with the ultra woke. And the, okay, fine. Then he says, Joe Biden's done a really good job as president. Sure. And I would vote for him. How, is that really a net benefit? Because you've gotten people to listen to you. Yep. And then you've taken them to the end game of this is what you should do politically. And I go, oh, God. So I don't know. But the John Stewart thing, the guy is really funny. Yeah, um, very good. He's very talented. And that can trick people into him sounding like he's right. A lot of what he said there was factually inaccurate, which tells me he doesn't even do basic research because it just takes one link deeper into the study. Yeah. Either that's a good cut, either that is a terrible uh, uh, opposition representing Second Amendment, uh, or you know he just did a masterclass on asking questions to put the pressure on the guest. And there's an art in doing that as well. Yeah. And he's very sure. very good at doing that part. So. Uh, anyways, yeah, I was just curious to know what you were going to say about Bill Maher versus John Stewart. Obviously, the last two years you've seen what's been happening with Bill Maher. Bill Maher is now like yeah. Yeah. conservatives are like, hey, Bill Maher, and he's doing such a great job, and he's doing this, Much he's doing open. that. That's because they're yeah. clamoring, right? Think about yeah. that for a second. Yeah. They're going, oh, Bill Maher says something even remotely conservative, like <gasps> someone on the entertainment side, <gasps> because yeah. ah! they're yeah. used to nothing yeah. but talking. Well, it's exactly. also very easy for to say. You know, I haven't changed. They've changed. That's his yeah. resounding yeah. narrative, yeah. Like, which is actually true. No, I think it's complete horseshit. You believe? I so. be, think yeah. it's complete horseshit because again, you're talking about in 2004, 
uh, to, or when it was 2000, 2006, right? Being banned. I remember being banned from, uh, I think it was, uh, it was, it was uh, Marianopolis or it was Concordia, like getting into trouble, getting booed, having to be like escorted out of universities, having shows canceled because of things that were politically incorrect back then. And at that point in time, all the comedians said, ah, oh, this is just, you're just making a big deal. And up until not too long ago, Bill Maher was hitting those same talking points. So I do think that they left. I don't think the left left them. I do think that both the right have become more left and the left has become increasingly left. But if you look at the things that Bill Maher um, espoused uh, not too long ago, um, it was left. It was left. It was significantly left uh, from everything from like, I think now, unfortunately, you have people revisiting the gay marriage topic. You know why? Because you have people going, hold on a second. We can't put kids on puberty blockers. Like that's a bridge too far. But they're going, so everyone has a line. Now people have realized everyone has a line. And they're going, did the line have to be back there? I mean, I can't tell you how many people who used to be liberal have said, you know what? I just don't know where we stop this. And now kids are being taken away from their parents without on puberty blockers. Yeah. And I remember with Dave Rubin, um, you know, who's, who's a friend and he does my show and I'd done a show quite a few times. And he was very surprised back in the day where he, he would say, you know, like, I didn't leave the left, left, left me, Stephen, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, he said, like, I know, like, you're more, you're more libertarian, like you support same sex marriage. I said, no, I don't. He was he was surprised because when I see him, I give him a big hug. You know, when I yeah. see him, I, 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 love, I have a lot of love for the guy. And I think a lot of people think that if you have an issue politically with the blurring of gender lines, it means you hate people. And I said, no, no, here's the deal. And I don't think it's a fair comparison to interracial marriage because I think that uh, fundamentally black and white people as parents are interchangeable if they want to be present in their children's lives. In other words, I do not think that a black woman is incapable of providing to a child whom she loves what a white woman can as a mother. I said, but I don't think that two dads can provide what a mother and a father can, and I don't think that two moms can provide what a mother and a father can. I don't think that men and women are interchangeable as parents, as we could argue people of different races. And I think you're not gonna like where this ends up, because to say they're interchangeable is to say that uh, you know, the gender issue, that the gender lines don't exist. And that's not a gay thing. That's going into whole new territory. And we're talking about that maybe in 2016, 2015, 2017. With Ruben? With Ruben. Yeah. He was surprised. And he was surprised. But he, he said, okay. And I said, now look. And you have to understand why marriage laws exist. I wish the government wasn't in the, the marriage business at all. But the reason yeah. why was because before federal government, before state government, before they wanted self-governance, and they realized a nuclear family was the most important way to do that. That's why you have tax incentives. That's why you have the government recognizing mom and dad. And that's not the same with two dads. Two moms. I think you should have civil unions, all of the same rights. But I said this is a slippery slope, and I think that saying men and women are fundamentally interchangeable will tug at that fabric of society. And uh, I don't know who's pushing for that when we should all be agreeing on the civil union. So where do those conversations end with Ruben? Like they when, end you, really when you do friendly. the hug and everything yeah. goes on? He's a super sweet guy. Like you're not going to find a guy not, like sweeter than, awesome. than Dave Rubin. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. awesome. But I think they're surprised because they think you have to be like a Westboro Baptist Church person if you go. Well, there are issues <laughs> with yeah. the same-sex marriage thing. And the beauty yeah. is that you can have your opinion. That's what people always think. Like he's right. No, you could have your opinion. You have your opinion. Right. You stick by it. That's did, what it did is. Did you and Jenk ever do anything together or no? Oh God. No. Well, I, sh <laughs> I well, showed technically, up. Technically, <laughs> I crashed on the South by that. Southwest panel uh, of Jenk Jenk Weger as Jenk Weger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I showed up. And I was like, you're not the real, I'm the real Jake Weger. And, uh, I used to, <laughs> and the reason the reason I did this impression was because they would pick on me when I was this tiny YouTube channel. Right. And then once I grew big enough, I was like, well, let's do a debate, you know, because they would pick on me. They said no. And they all of a sudden I was like Voldemort. They wouldn't acknowledge yeah. my name. So I started what I would do Don't is I would do down. these Young Turks parodies right. where I would do impressions of them. And then uh, I would actually like run them back then as ads before Young Turks videos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
and they got really pissed. Oh, this is, <laughs> he's watching you as him. Yeah, it's oh, the it's... most embarrassed I've ever been in my life. But I just oh felt like I God. had to do it. Is that him right there? It That's required. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you gained a ton of weight for the. Uh, or you put a prosthetic on it. Yeah. So I mean, we look eerily <laughs> similar, don't that we? That is so is how there audio? Look how uncomfortable he is. Is that? Okay, so this. Okay, okay. This is not a friend of mine. Okay. This is what he does. You're gonna brush it. You know that bullshit. He basically makes money. If he makes money, he watches, right? Like that's the whole. My. This is when 2017. I love that you crashed. It's a, it's a total wow. thing, but again, I'm he picked on me. And good like, for you, Let's bro. By the way, by the way, they had it in the wrong place, so we had him in the oh, wrong. I went hotel. to the wrong Marriott. He's dressed in full check oh outfit. He comes out, and there's like no ballroom B oh, or whatever. And I think it was. I walked past Bill Ma Bill Nye. Yeah, I was in the oh, wrong just, courtyard, man. I had to get in one of those golf court golf cart. Yeah, look, yeah. there's nobody even in there. I know, yeah. I know. That is so funny. I dude. felt I didn't want to do it. I felt compelled to do it. But well, your nerves must be. I mean, we buried him. I don't, I've never been so <laughs> nervous in my life. Oh my! God. So you guys have never done anything together? Never. Other no. than that, no. Would well, you that. or you wouldn't? Would you talk to him? Would you have a conversation I, with well, him? Well, again, there's a big difference between saying I disagree and, like, calling me a Nazi, you know, right. saying yeah, he's yeah. a garbage and he's a horrible person and also, like, misrepresenting. You know, what a big thing is is they had um, – they they said uh, Stephen calls women, you know, lying whores and he's sexist. And, and they even break this rule. Whenever we tell a joke on air, like, Joe, what do I always say? If we tell a joke that we know is going to get some heat, always make sure – that there's, I say, like 30 seconds before 30 yeah. seconds, the people have context. Yeah, yeah. Because people will go and they'll afford you that, right? They'll look at the context, say it was a joke. And I think this was uh, a joke with Christine Blasey Ford, remember? Uh, yeah. yeah. Which we now all know is fake. Yes, 100%. And uh, the joke in one of the monologues was um, something like, you know, of course, Christine Blasey Ford, uh, authorities are investigating and uh, they're trying to make sense of, I don't remember exactly the setup, right, verbatim, but the story which she, uh, the account that she gave to the Washington Times, which was different from the account that she gave to her therapist, which was different from the account that she provided to the authorities. Of course, uh, they are still open to the possibility that she's a lying whore. <laughs> <laughs> That's still on the table. And, yeah. and they said, like, Stephen calls women lying whore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go, right there. Just her. <laughs> no, 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 just like, a that? woman. Exactly. Yeah, in a just, specific instance, okay? You know, and so when they no. do that, like, you know they're being dishonest. Big time. And But yeah, I would, but I was sitting there, I was like, I still think it's a funny joke. I think it's hilarious. But you know it's crazy too? But look at the power of people just reading that that didn't know what you said. You're right, automatically that guy. Yeah, it was the police. Yeah, yeah but of by, by the way, here's what's crazy. The reason why I asked that. We had Jenk here, I don't know, six months ago. What was the time? Ten months ago? Eight months ago? Uh, I Less think it's about that. no, I think it's about a year, March. Really? Yeah, March or April okay. of last that long? year. And, yeah. and and I gotta tell you, it's very interesting. I, I had no idea what to expect when he came in. I, I didn't know yeah. what direction it was gonna go. We had a very good conversation together, and he made his argument. You know, I made mine. I asked the questions. You know, he went back. And obviously, you know politically where he lies. Yeah. And then we had the, uh, Kyle Kulinski on uh, four months ago, five oh, months ago. two months ago. Two months ago. Even, yeah. Great conversation. We had this uh, David Pakman on, young ago. guy, fiery, you yeah. know, energized, and, you know, he, he very good. Uh, and then who else have we had on? We had a bunch of these guys on just to kind of see because we had plenty of liberals on, yeah. by the way, on the show. Oh, it's just they know, wouldn't do it for a long and, no, and the, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. We had that. Roland Martin here. Yeah, we had Roland Martin here. And it was, Andrew, yeah. <laughs> it was fireworks. It was Hell crazy. Yeah. We had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, but that wasn't even like a. I just asked a question about COVID, and that went a whole different yeah. direction yeah, yeah, with yeah. the really conversation on oh. COVID. Oh, he believes but, everything. But you, know, but you know what it is? Yeah. Like, I, again, who's your customer? Who are you doing it for? To me. 
is two things. One, do you like doing it? I do. I like talking to people and seeing where it goes. Two, who's the customer? The viewer listening and saying, you know what, Pat, you were wrong there. Okay, let me go do a little more research. You know what, that yeah. argument, he has a better argument than you. Okay, cool. Or, you know what, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with Kyle or Pacman. Great, make up your mind. And then my argument, your argument gets better. The audience is winning. Yeah. You know, we're building that relationship to say, okay, dude, in these three places, we're way off. Because I asked a question from uh, David Pacman, who would consider himself, well, I don't know politically where he would put himself. Left. Taxes. How much taxes is too much taxes? Right? And you go, I don't know, 30%. And we were kind of on the same page when it came down to taxes. The most you pay 30%. Okay. I was like, man, flat tax is a little bit better for me. I had the conversation with Jerry Springer. And Jerry Springer's like, I'm like, Jerry, how much taxes would you be willing to pay? I don't know what kind of a question is. I said, that's the question to me politically. Yeah. yeah. Here's your budget. Go spend it and stay tight. And stop asking me for more if you don't know how to spend the money that I gave you that's now $32 trillion. I don't know. I paid 90% in taxes. I said, you would pay 90% taxes? We talking about you pay 90% taxes. I'm like, if you're like saying you pay 90% taxes, why did you move your show from where it was to Connecticut to saving the taxes? You did this. Why did you do that? Why haven't you done it already? Yeah. Yeah. The IRS will take your check. And by the way, you know know what's what's the last question I asked uh, Jerry? I said, Jerry. Don't think about the Jerry today that's worth 50. Yeah. Think about the Jerry that was making 50K a year coming up. Would you be okay paying that taxes? I mean, the perspective is you're taking that fire away from the younger guy. And then that's when the conversation was like, I can't believe you're saying this. I'm not, like, I'm, I just enjoy having a conversation with opposition. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think opposition brings leaks in our argument, strengthens your argument, and yeah. then... Well, audience that's, gets that's to decide where change for my themselves. mind came from was yeah. we couldn't get people on the left to really come on yeah. the show a whole lot. And it's not a debate, though. It was always designed to be the Socratic method. Like, when we do debates, we do debates uh, on the show. I even debate uh, right-wing people, I, like like Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, John Stossel, all of them. I do this, uh, there's this character, Skylar Turden, that's called Devil's Advocate. And I always tell them, like, don't think you're talking to Stephen Crowder. Like, just know it's not going to be like, I'm a liberal, I'm stupid, uh, which yeah. a lot of conservatives do this caricature of people on the left. I'm, like, I'm going to pre- yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm going to present the strongest arguments possible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they've been tripped up. And there's some funny stuff. Like, we always, every time they're talking, like, I throw them off. I'll be smoking a bigger vape. Is that a segment? Yeah. Devil's Advocate? Yeah. And we ended up with problems because then conservatives were like, oof. This one's pretty tough because it was like, again, I'm like sharpening the arguments because it's for the audience for them to be. And it was really just. Did they ever use clips against you? Like, did the left use clips saying this is what Crowder said or no? No, no, no. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm dressed up in an outfit with tattoos and a coexist tattoo. Very granola, you know, tribal bands. And I always have a bigger and bigger vape mod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, but that, but all, you know what my prep was? My prep for that was the mirror image of change my mind. So I would go, let me, cause I always go claim truth, claim truth. Yeah. What I most, an, what I anticipate to be the most likely claims and change my mind is not a debate. It's meant to be the Socratic method to encourage people to ask why. And mm. the irony is that a lot of people end up changing their minds. But when we do that, I'll, you know, we'll sit down for three, four hours and it's just anyone who comes down? We'll have yeah. professors come down. Sometimes we've had we've had reporters and people from television sit down. Um, it, it's not just students, but that is exhausting. Yeah, well, four it, hours. Our biggest goal is not to tell people what to think; it's to teach people how to think. Like, go through this process and make sure that you're not making the mistake of being able to point these things out, like some of these guys we just talked about, Bill Maher and those guys, and still making the mistake of thinking that's the party to trust because there's something that's broken in the way that you think about these things critically and go, "Oh my gosh." 
I don't trust them for this, this, or this, but I still am going to vote for them. Like, yeah. wait a minute, how did you get back over here? Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's, it's not just changed my mind. It's, hey, we're quoting to you people on the left, all of our sources. Like, right. if, if any of our researchers, people come to us with a source from Fox News, we throw it out immediately. Not because we don't like Fox, but because it's like, yeah, we understand the talking point. We want to know what they are saying so that we can tell our audience, here's what they're saying, here's why it's wrong. Think through this process. Go to our website. Don't believe me. Go to the website. Click on the link. See what the article says. We're not making it up. And we always try and go if it's like if it's a study, we'll actually link to the you know study that's there. The on actual PubMed. study, yeah. Or if it's like a new poll, we'll link directly to Rasmussen. Or if it, the only time we'll ever use a conservative source is if it's an exclusively like conservative story that they have a right. scoop on. Um, so like most COVID of the sources are leftists, like New York Times, Washington Post, and we yeah. provide thirty to sixty every single day when we do the shows. Yeah. Every day. Respect. And well, I, I genuinely think that you really, like, just never met you before. I've seen your, your stuff. I know what's happening. But, like, just from talking with both of you, like, when it comes to, like, fans, I can tell that you guys really give a shit about what you're doing, oh, what you're you. saying. And, like, mm -hmm. that, that, that I, I think, resonates. And that's why you guys have such a following that is going to follow you and stay with you guys and stay loyal. Well, once again, appreciate you for coming out. This was fantastic. Congratulations you, to you guys. Yeah, March 20th. Yes, 20th. March 20th. What time? He, yeah, March 20th. It's the same same bat time. Same Let's bat go. Channel, 10 a.m. So Eastern. $10 put the, less. Put the link below again. Show. March 20th, Stephen Crowder, back with a lot of specials. The last 90 days, they've not been sitting around. They've been producing stuff. Uh, you know, I know the world's excited for you guys to be doing that. And then also at the same time, we are doing our next live podcast, the weekend of the UFC in Miami, which is the Fights yeah. the 8th, Saturday, April 7th. At night, first time we're doing a podcast, Friday night, 7 to 9, and we will be having tickets go for sale probably sometime this week. Last time it sold out, I think, in like three hours. And um, the moment we send a text out, it's not going to be public announcement. It's purely sells out once you send a text. If you do want to be on the list of the last podcast, we had 200 people in the house. Some guys went into the cigar lounge afterwards. We had a great time together. This one's going to be 7 to 9, so probably people are going to stay at the club till late 100%. night, drinks, all that other stuff. So uh, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Once again, text the word podcast, 310-340-1132, to be part of that list. The moment we announce tickets, you'll be the first to get the text. To purchase a ticket so we can see you April 7th, Friday, 7 to 9, at the studio with VT, with myself and our crew. Having said that, once again, link to podcast show with uh, uh, Stephen coming back will be below uh, to get uh, signed up for that. Again, put in your calendar March 20th. Stephen, thanks for coming hey, out. This you, was a blast, man. I really, really enjoyed it. Truly, really you. enjoyed it. Man. You guys have a nice out. setup here. Very subtle. Hey, the lights Very on. Very banky. <laughs> We're back. We are officially We're live. Officially <laughs> live. We, <just laughs> live. <laughs> Bill, Bill, we just went live. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs>